Oh, All what? I'm saying is that you should just use the freaking bidet. I'm it not washes using... your butthole. <laughs> I have a clean butthole. And then you think that. No, I take showers. That doesn't mean anything. That means. Do you take a shower after every shit? No, because I wipe my ass and I take a shower at the end of the day. Listen, yeah, if so I... you walk around with shit residue on your asshole no, no, if... all day. Like, like man in memorial has, okay? You just learn to live with a certain amount of dirtiness until you bathe, because you bathe every goddamn day. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not an excuse. You want me to undignify my butthole with that piece of Euro trash? So, swear the news in the house today, the news of the podcast, I guess, is that there are now bidets in the household. days, and I did not approve of these bidets. Well, and it's a good thing that it's not your choice what gets put in the bathroom. You know, you, you said clean the thing, and I was like, listen, I'll clean the toilet. Just don't sac- don't sacrifice the sanctity of the bathroom I use with this bullshit. But you're going to use the bidet, the bidet for the podcast. Well, at no, some point. No, no, I'm not going <coughs> to use the bidet for that. We have, to, we have to do a whole podcast about your experience. I'm sure you can crank out a 20-minute long story about your experience uh, using listen, a Listen, if, if there's one thing I could talk listen, I've, I've refrained from doing it. If there's one thing I could talk about at length, it's my bowel movements. <laughs> Just imagine how clean your butt's gonna feel well, you afterwards, can, you and can how talk much about toilet paper movements. you save. I you, can, you can talk about your bowel movements up to using the bidet, and then your experience using the bidet, and then your experience like a day after uh, how you feel. This will be like several. This will be like a multi-podcast experience. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what were you gonna say about saving toilet paper? I do. I use three sheets per wipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that means that your asshole is incredibly dirty. Three sheets no, per you, wipe. No, you, you wipe until there's no more color. Is that the average? Because sometimes it's heavier. Well, heavier listen, flow it, it, it depends. Yeah, on average flow days. <laughs> I like how we're using the word flow. <laughs> You're going to have the nasty. You probably have the nastiest I asshole in this phenomenal, entire household. Listen, <clears throat> the only reason it's not pink is because I haven't bleached it lately, okay? So let me tell you. Like, I, I just need to know, like, who's your bleaching guy? Do you think when you go get it bleached, do you think they'll be like, oh, this guy uses a bidet. I can tell he uses a bidet. <laughs> I'm just going to shower. That's the same thing. <laughs> They're going to say, wow, this guy scrubs his butt hole pretty good. <laughs> Let me tell you. Just imagine on those days when you have diarrhea. and then Well, that's the easiest to clean. It's all uh, liquid. No. Yes. No, because yes. it splatters everywhere. Uh, uh, You've probably got shit splatter all up and down your crack, all over your Do cheeks. Do you think I haven't taken a shower since my last diarrheal episode? <laughs> so are you telling me that anytime you're in the house and you have a, an uncomfortable bowel movement, you're going to immediately take a shower? I usually take a shit at work, for one. Because, <laughs> listen, like, like the, the meme you showed me, they make the dollar, I make the dime, so I take a shit on company time. Yeah, but when you're home and when you have I, to th- take a then shower, then when I like that is rarely. But also, I take a shower at the end of the day anyway. This is this is well, sacrilege. Okay, look, my, you're just a little baby about things. Why are you? My, why are you such a baby? I have, I have this thing called dignity. No, right, you don't. We'll yes. put that out to the <laughs> listeners. Do you think all three of you? <laughs> do you think Spike should use the bidet? Okay, look, and then do a bidet podcast. We have veered. We should post this on Facebook too, just like a <sighs> we have like a veered. Facebook poll wildly off course because look this <laughs> this no, this, yeah, this, this is, is on course this is this is the uh the lounge well, the, okay this is the lounge por- oh you see you're using the terminology thank you <laughs> this is the lounge portion we start with the lounge but, and then we ease but we it. really wanted to talk about the core 
the core of the issue. And look, uh, I got the trailer. And listen to this trailer. We listen. We this that is a review. That shitty, episode. terrible movie this I watched was, in middle school. This movie was two hours long, but it felt like it was like seven and a half. Yeah, I just I just stopped watching it. You did okay, but look, I've seen it too many times already. Well, it, it, here's here's the trailer for this. Look. It was a secret government program known as Project Destiny. Is this not the most 90s, early 2000s trailer? Yeah, it's still that guy. He's still alive. Right? <laughs> well, this is when he was alive. He's yeah. dead now. It was a perfect, untraceable weapon. I think. I think that's him. Until something went wrong. Something went wrong? What? Wait, they gave away a lot. It's a spoiler in there. Yeah, a lot of shit. Simply as I can. Everybody on Earth is dead in a year. That was the trailer line. The That's core a good line. The earth has stopped spinning. The spinning core this protects has us from everything that you'd want in a summer blockbuster pre 9 11. Unfortunately, this came out after 9 11. <laughs> when did it come out? 2002 or something? 2003, yeah. Project Destiny. 2003, sorry. Um, so, yeah, that was the problem. Like, Lindsay Ellis, I think we may have watched that one where they talked about big disaster movies. Um, and, like, once we've seen. I didn't like, see that one. Uh, That's well, not interesting. It's a pretty good one, and they're talking about, like, um, the death of disaster movies she was and it basically after we'd seen like real destruction and it really hit us hard like th- all those like big blockbuster movies like independence day they kind of went away because we were done with uh destroying everything destroying new york yes because if, if you watch like yeah the like into or night of armageddon mm-hmm. when like the meteors hit like new york buildings we now know what that looks like yeah and their version of destruction was super clear like not dust it yeah. was just like hit and then like you could see every clear chunk of debris. It was about the spectacle. Yeah. And this was one of those ones that we were like, okay, we're about done with this. It was already made. They put like, I don't know, like hundreds of millions of dollars into this shit. So I wonder if they're going to stop making pandemic movies now. Uh, pro- probably for, <laughs> for, for the foreseeable future. And yeah. let me tell you, like this, this movie was a, a big, hot, stupid mess. And uh, we're going to, we're going to have a little, a little fun at its expense. Um, I think we should start at the beginning. Like, we don't have to do the... the I know, Sam, you're worried about doing the, the beat for beat thing, but the, the beginning really kind of sets the tone of this whole movie, right? How did it start? When he's teaching, right? No, no, it, it starts with just a bunch of people, like, in an area. Like, it's just, like, some, like, there's a park over there. There's some people in, in a building about to do business. Oh, yeah. And remember, they do the business oh. fist bump. Yeah. And, and you, you called it, Vic. You're sitting there, like, suddenly people just start dropping dead. <laughs> yeah, and you and then like uh, I didn't grasp it at first, but you you got it first. Like, but I was a kid at the time when I first watched this, mm-hmm. and you you called it pacemakers, right? Yeah, and it's like, and that's what it turns out to be, because uh, like they show all these people just flop. Like the first guy who dies, he doesn't even bounce off the. He just flaps on the table like he's made of putty. Yeah, he flops onto the table, and then you think it's like an isolated incident, and then they pan out to the window, or someone looks out the window. Then there's like car accidents, people are like falling over. Yeah, like, like half the population of that little town, that little concentrated town area, I'm has there, passed yeah. out. And when you think about it, yeah, it's like this isn't like John Wick, where you, for the sake of action, you assume that half the sp- the population is an assassin. Like I don't think, I, even when I suspend disbelief, I don't think half the population has pacemakers. Yeah, and then they go to that giant like morgue. Yeah, I'm sitting there area. like. Yeah. They're sitting there like they're just joking their way. Like they call up the scientists with that generic like, yeah, uh, yeah. like, oh hey, um, we need you to come with us. Yeah, before they get they get to the morgue scene, they have to get the the scientists out of their um, their jobs, their their classes that they're teaching, their yeah. university classes that they're teaching in a very cliche way. Mm-hmm. It's like your typical university class, and like he's got this really cool, interesting demonstration going on with like 
actual, like, it's not just like a, a lecture. He's got actual, like, he's got mechanical like props, props yeah. on there. He's and then it's like, he's talking about sound, sound waves. He's and playing it's like, a horn at like a rock. <laughs> and then like <laughs> the, the students are like super bored. Yeah, it's They're like, sitting there like bored off their asses. This is the best class you're ever going to have. <laughs> I've, having been to college, let me tell you, like that is, that is a phenomenal class. And then government guys come in and say, hey, you got to come with us. Like, is, our, is our teacher, is, is he Indiana Jones? Like, and you know, if that didn't make the kids interested in this guy, I don't know what, what the will. Fu- yeah, th- these kids are jaded, like with their, <laughs> with their Facebooks and their YouTubes. This was even before that. I, oh, oh, sorry, MySpaces and their yeah. YouTubes. Yeah, I think... I think uh, um, I like him, but they're sitting there like joking all the way, and then it pans out all the way to like the area. Yeah, it's a bunch of bodies. It's just a bu- oh, oh god, are we in the wrong place? You'd already be shot if you were in the wrong place. I'm like, you, you know, if you have that kind of security, you probably would have been asked to not go any further. Yeah, and then he <laughs> he finds out like, um, what he, uh, what does he do? He finds out that the, it was pacemakers, and yeah, he lets like, the government guy know, the colonel or whatever. Yeah, there's this. Oh, I love this 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 guy, this general. He's like a special forces. Army Ranger, and you can get both, but also general in charge of a science project. <laughs> it's like that that um, that ge- or that colonel from uh, Man of Steel, who mm. was like running the the investigation into a spaceship buried in the ice, and then later on he's like piloting a ship or uh, an airplane, <laughs> and then before that he's like taking command of special forces. It's like <laughs> it, he's a military general. He just does whatever. He does military. <laughs> he does all. He does military. Yeah, and then he, he reveals the big secret. It's like, yeah, I think it was a pacemaker. They all had pacemakers. Yeah, it's like, was, was this an attack? I'm like, no, it wasn't an attack. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, I'm done. It's like, wait, you have no follow like, Like, apparently half the population of a city just dropped dead, and you have no follow-up questions? <laughs> and I was... I guess all the uh, general needed to know that was that there was some sort of uh, disruption in the electromagnetic field of the Earth. And he's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, it's like, so weird. Um uh, so uh, yeah, this and the next like the, and the, this kind of like that thing where they ramp up disasters like in any disaster movie because the next one is like in France like the pigeons just start like augering in to yeah like, I know they were just I mean I don't know how fast pigeons normally fly right when they're just you know chilling but they were dropping out of the air at an extremely fast speed yeah they, they high were, velocity they were flying fast enough to like break like safety glass like shatterproof glass <laughs> like i'm sp- like if they're going that fast you're someone's gonna drop with a pigeon buried halfway into their stern i know why isn't it like going through people <laughs> or these pigeons it's like because uh, uh, well, what you find out later is like they made this electromagnetic like weapon yeah as they saw in the, as they ruined in the trailer and and it's fucking up with the birds and it's making like people's pace it's like, giving emps off and um and it's getting worse. Like, we made our own demise in this one. Yeah, so we didn't know this until it was kind of revealed later. Uh, yeah, we didn't see the trailer. The, the idea, yeah. The idea was that, um, at least in the first third, in the first act of the movie, was that we didn't know what was causing it. Yeah. We didn't know what was causing the uh, slowing down of the core. They say the something like, is it, is, it, is it destiny that's doing this? And you're thinking, like, are they using flowery language for, like, describing natural events? But then you're like, oh, it's destiny is the name of the weapon they made <laughs> yeah so what what's the next part after uh, uh all the, oh, the, shut, the shuttle scene like oh, we're, <laughs> the shuttle scene is phenomenal listen let me tell you this movie is dumb but like listen if you if it's it's summer 2003 and it's hot and you need to get out of your home because you don't have ac seeing this movie is not the worst thing you could do with your day uh no 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 because uh, well, yeah, i saw it in the theaters actually see that's that's probably for the best like I love it because like um, they're they're in the shuttle and it's like these these men these men and women with nerves of steel are like entering re-entering Earth's atmosphere when there's another like uh, 
electromagnetic disturbance, which throws them off course. Oh, okay. And for some reason, now they're landing shuttles in L.A. I guess. Uh, okay. Usually, Well, you they happen to be over L.A., and then she happened to know the area. She was talking to, like, the other pilot or whatever, the See, other astronaut. I have, like, I have a landing zone for you. She's like, how well do you know L.A.? He's like, what? She's like, I know L.A. Super well. I, big Raiders <laughs> fan. Big Raiders fan. <laughs> Ragers? Raiders. Ragers. She, she, oh, yeah, that's a little-known L.A. Um, underground band. You, you don't know about Ragers? The Ragers. <laughs> the Ragers. The Ragers. Oh, yeah, Ragers. Big, big time on the, um, the grunge metal scene. So, yeah, somehow she's able to f- uh, land as the space shuttle. Well, she, yeah, she gives them a The point. actual space shuttle. The actual space shuttle in the L.A. River. The L.A. River. Normally, which it, I guess it's, that's like the scene from Terminator. Is that what they use in Terminator? I don't think they the use LA that. River? They use they use some drainage thing. The L.A. River is bigger than that, but that it's it's that it's it's more of an aquifer for like emergencies. Okay. And for some reason, that's the one day when there's just a whole bunch of people, like like fifty people, on like this scaffolding around a building, just grinding random pieces of metal. And yeah, moving. I don't even know what they were doing. They, they were doing nothing. They were doing movie, <laughs> movie uh, construction. Yeah, I don't know if they'd set up a big scaffold for whatever they were doing. It's like, hey, we right now we have to like, oh, we ha- we have to work on some random bridge. Yeah, I guess they, maybe they were repairing the bridge. They, I love because they they managed pieces. to sh- yeah they managed to shoot the shuttle in between all these bridges. Yeah. Land it and then like start like turning the shuttle like dramatically to avoid like you know the the struts for the bridge. Yeah, because the the river sometimes it's like an open arch and then sometimes there's one in the middle. Yeah, so you and then like every other one is open and every other one is like a, a strut right in the middle. Yes. <laughs> so not big enough for the the shuttle to go through. So they had to like like do a little turn where it like. The shuttle was like uh, skating on the ramp. Yeah, kinda the, on, like kind of it was like going a sk- up there. It's <laughs> it was a, like a vert it's, ramp. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like when you see in the movies, like with the, we're chasing this guy down the LA River. Like, was it um, Gone in sixty seconds? They did that. They they like had a chase scene down the LA River. Never seen that, but oh, you, sounds oh, right. That's a great Nick Cage movie. But um, yeah, they they go up on the side. Yeah, on the on the side ramp. Yeah, and then the space shuttle could. But do it, that but too. it's it was in a fucking space <laughs> shuttle. <laughs> uh, it, and I, what I noticed is that it took way too long for them to realize that they were off course. Like. They like it's it like when they fuzz back in from like communications blackout and then they're like miles off course. They're all sitting like, okay, everything's going. You can see on the picture like, oh hey, look, they're notably off course. And then they do that thing where they make her think she's in trouble a bunch of times. They really do. They and then like they're like, but God damn it, you did a good job. You showed bravery. Show bravery (laughs) and and excellent expertise. And and like realistically, yeah, that's. I really found it refreshing, honestly, that like no one said like, "Listen, you're a woman. You're bad at." Th-. There was no implication of that. It was just like you're young. Yeah. She has to prove herself. Her 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 story arc is she has yet to receive defeat, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to say to like when you're like going into a save the world or everyone dies scenario. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, what was it? The other astronaut, I think that was. Yeah, the other astronaut was sitting there like, like, "Listen, you you won't be a leader until you lo- until you really take your first loss." It's like, yeah, you've won at everything. You've gotten everything you ever wanted in your life but uh you have to lose and maybe your first loss might be um trying to save the world it's like <laughs> how about you play checkers right now and have her lose seriously bad bad time bad time i know that's a weird story, that's arc a weird right story. she never faced a loss in her life really so <laughs> she has to fulfill her destiny of losing of losing it makes the viewer think for some reason that maybe like she has to like let the world get destroyed. Or something. I don't know. I have no clue. Yeah, that was, it was kind of motivation for that. It was, was. kind of listen. This is a dumb like <laughs> tentpole movie. So uh, they're trying for for kind of like um, profound, but they're failing. 
Like really, her like at that point, you're sitting there like, she's sitting there like with the sand says she should be saying, okay, rock paper scissors, pick paper. I will pick rock. I need this loss. So then, then they I think they start recruiting. Well, um, people. yeah, they start like. Wait, a, they have to do that. When do they do the demonstration? Okay, I mean, so what do you have in your notes? Okay, well, what 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 comes next is um, <coughs> the um the original scientist who um, who we see like um consulted and figures out this. I don't know. I'll never figure out what he is. He's either a, a geologist. Or some sort of like signal expert, or both. I think and he's like a, a wave, wave length expert, geology wavelengths expert. I'd have no clue, but he knows all the different parts of the Earth's core. So, um, he like looks at his data. He gets like a bunch of computers with um with tubes, like the you know the, like the the vacuum tube monitors. Like this is really dated, and he says, "Listen, I will sign all of your PhD candies if you help me work out these numbers." Uh. And then he does a science and figures out, oh, we're all going to die in like a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he takes this up to the uh, the hotshot scientist. Like this, like think Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if he was a prick. <laughs> I know. So I he's like he's he's walking out of one of his like, you know, lectures or something. It's like he's a, cele- a literal celebrity, but like not in the yeah. science celebrity way. Well, yeah. Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson still does. He does. He does sell out like almost like small arenas for his like lectures. Absolutely. But do you think there's a bunch like he's thinks like, Oh, I'm going to sign an autograph for you on this obvious folder full of scientific data. (laughs) He's wearing like a turtleneck and a suit and he's smoking a cigarette. I think the first thing he says is like, do you have any, any any idea who I am? am? It's like this, like, listen, I get it. You want to convey that this guy's a douche, (laughs) but you're laying it on as thick as I lay on mayonnaise onto a sandwich. He's wearing like a turtle, a black turtleneck and then like a sweater over, over his like shoulders or something. Right. Yeah. The only way. (laughs) Maybe like a scarf thrown in there. Yeah. Like the only way you could make him look more douchey is if in between puffs on his cigarette, he was eating an apple while talking. (laughs) Mm. You know who I am. I am science mc celebrity. So they, they say, I need you to take like the the scruffy scientist, like I need you. He's the scrappy one. It's like take a look at my data, and he looks. I was like, oh. he can immediately know. I guess every the implications of everything from a single glance at this paper. I know he didn't have to sit down like, with that. It's like that that was really quick. And then later on, I was like, listen, he's like, if 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 the world was going to end, I would know it. I'm a genius. Don't you think? Don't you think the guy? Later we later on we find out that he's working on the Project uh, Destiny, yeah, Destiny the, the, Project. Don't yeah. you think he'd know all this? You think he'd have some inkling? He'd be like, "Oh, it must have been Destiny. I should have been looking into this." But now he's all like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it's like the general has to bring it up. It's like, is this Destiny? It's like, no, no, no. Like, okay, maybe. Okay, maybe. It's like, so wait, you're telling me that the the machine we used to shoot energy into the Earth and make earthquakes has nothing to do with the earth stuff going on. <laughs> so we, we have like a hundred thousand years of like history and nothing like this happened until a year after you made this machine. Oh, it's zero, like a zero, <clears throat> no, zero global warming <laughs> implications. <laughs> yep. on us. That's, that's, that's fucking earth like alarmism. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so yeah, they, um, what I like is, um, Apparently, the FBI only has the two field agents because later on, he's like talking with uh, this guy. I can never figure out if he's French, Russian or German. I think um, yeah, he seemed Russian in the beginning. I think he just he's just French. He just kind of shifted. Ar- His accent sure is shifted. I'll, wa- I'll have to watch it again because it seemed like he was very it seemed like he was Russian in the beginning. OK, here, let's pause, let's later pause on. the recording and rewatch the whole movie. 
okay, never mind. Um, but yeah, they're at a bar with French, Russian, Mc- German guy, and um, that's when the the FBI, the, the two, the only FBI agents apparently in the world show up. Like, we need you to come with us again. Okay, so who who plays the professor again, Samantha? Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart, yeah. So he Aaron was, Eckhart he, is the best star. known for his role in um, Battle Los Angeles. So, okay. there you go. There's no more other movie. S- more so known for his role as Two Face in Batman. No, no. I think more people know about Battle Los Angeles. That was that was a much more um, quintessential movie. Um, so they take Aaron Eckhart. They go to the briefing. This is the part where the, in, in a movie where they like break but down. But first they um, threaten him. Violence. We, yeah, we, we, I have no sense of humor, and uh, since we're authority figures, we will like hurt you. He's like, oh, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's like, all right. Obviously, intoxicated person, come brief the government on science issues right now. Is this where he gets to do like the layman's man demonstration? Yeah, this is, I, I, I love it because <laughs> this movie is chocked full of just like, like the, the sort of Star Trekian like um, science metaphor things. Yeah. So like, you know the science metaphors in 2003. I'm not sure how scientifically literate the general populace was. Yeah, right. But those were good for then. But I'm gonna take it on a little uh, side note right here and talk about the film um, Interstellar. Oh yeah, that was which is head and shoulders scientifically above this. Yeah, totally. But um, there was a scene where one of the astronauts was describing to Matthew McConaughey. Um, He's trying to describe like uh, wormholes and bending space time and stuff yeah. and like how, how it works. And he got like the piece of paper and then he bent it and then he stuck a hole through it. Yeah. And that it's was, like, a, that was the same thing. That was the same thing they did in like Event Horizon like a yeah. decade before. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I feel like um, that was for us because anyone on that ship would would know about all that shit. They'd, they know they'd, about they'd the Einstein-Rosen bridge and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, they'd have some knowledge on this. Yeah. So they, he didn't have to do the very layman uh, example of like getting a piece of paper and then sticking a pencil through that, it. That, that was strictly for the audience. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, th- and that's what this movie is too. Yeah. It's like, well, and so yeah, he has to, Aaron Eckhart has to like describe um, what's happening with the earth. He like, they have like a, a, a wonderful table full of like very fresh fruit and he like cuts it in half and he like, for, for a waveologist, he knows a lot about the core and the mantle and all the different parts. He like uses a peach to describe the earth. And he's like, at one point he sits there and he's like, hey, do we have a can of hairspray in the building? Which apparently they do, I guess. But it takes them a while to get it. It does. So it it goes, back to his, <laughs> goes back to his demonstration. And they say, like, listen, without the spinny, rotating, molten core, which gives the magnetic field, this is going to happen. At that point, like, it takes two scientists to spray the, the peach with uh, hairspray and a lighter. It's yeah. like, this is, this is your planet. This is your planet on, on Project Destiny. Well, he said... Well, basically, so this is what happens when the um, electromagnetic field uh, dissipates because of the slowing of the spinning of the core. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, it's like, oh, yeah, they're talking about reaching the core. It's like, we can't reach the core. There's no possible way. Like, look, the, the TBS we've gone on this peach is, like, into the skin a little bit. Yeah. It's like, if only there were a crazy person who has some stake in this and also has a history with another scientist we could find, and then they do <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Uh, who's that? Who, who's that? Who is the gentleman of color that we um, <laughs> that we come across? She, she, Brazzer. Sam, look, Sam Bra- looks Brazzers. It up. But this <laughs> that's his name. That's his, yeah, that's his name. Brazzers. Uh, Brazzerton. Well, they find a guy who um, apparently um, hotshot scientist guy. Lind- uh, Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo. He's in the desert, like developing yes. on like 
no budget whatsoever. He's just a dude in the desert with scraps making super science. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like he, a one-man government. Like, he was doing everything that the government could have been doing with, like, millions and millions Probably billions of This guy is like Tony Stark. Worth of, yeah. What did they say? $15 billion? Well, it took like, yeah, $15 billion to get this up and running in three months. He got like the groundwork for it. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> done in like 20 years on a shoestring budget. This like, this is, the, no, no. He would like have like a theory going and he, he would have like a micro setting of that like drilling laser and he could, uh, that's a proof of concept. He doesn't need to make like a full size version. Yeah, well, he did have a laser. He had a full size version. <laughs> Of this thing that can just drill through Earth like it's like like a torch through hot butter. And he has it. He has unobtainium. He's discovered a new element. <laughs> He's not fucking Tony Stark. He's kind of a crazy dude. All on his own. All on his own. Without any funding or uh, any outside research or help that we know of. Right? Like, like, a, like that's, that's the kind of stuff that takes like whole ass teams of like dozens of scientists to actually do in real life, but yeah, like, you know, for the sake of a multidisciplinary of cinema, yeah, a multi like so the movie can happen, <laughs> and you can have this guy like seem very like relatable and like sympathetic, like oh yeah, hotshot scientist guy kept stealing my ideas, and then so the government's like okay, well we want to build like the live version, like we want to build a full on. He, like, he starts cock- laughing. He had a cockpit modeled up. Yeah. <laughs> No. Like this guy is fucking nuts. <laughs> like he is a genius, but also insane. It's like, well, we found a use for uh, your uh, drill. You'd think they'd have other uses for that, like, before saving the world. He would have marketed that to mining companies years ago. Yeah, I know. Like, for seed money. Like, this would be common knowledge. Like, hey, this crazy dude in the desert made a laser that can shoot through, like, the earth like hot. Like, granite? Yeah, think think of that, but it's butter, actually. And even the implicate. I know it wasn't, like, a big deal back in 2003, but the implications today would be, like, Underground transportation structures, like underground tunnel systems, tunnel systems like like that, the, or like like that, like seriously, mass transit happens in an instant now. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you could lay track like a foot out in front of this thing. Elon Musk wishes he could. Yes, seriously, Elon Musk watched this movie, and that's what gave him his inspiration. He got like <laughs> he sat there in the theater in two thousand three, and his erection was so prodigious he couldn't leave the theater after the movie for like an hour. So they ask him, "How much would it cost to build a yeah?" Bill? And he's like, he gives an exact oh about fifteen billion dollars. He had a very specific <laughs> number in mind. Like we'll transfer the money right now. It's like we take a check. It's like no, you gotta do the card. You get miles. Like oh fuck you, movie. <laughs> Just fuck the fuck out of you, movie. So then, uh, then they get. So they recruit that guy, the guy who builds the ship. Then they have to recruit an internet dude because it's like the night. Well, oh, yeah, two thousands. So the internet is still a thing, but the, it's it's that still that time when we're not sure what it does exactly. Yeah, like our. Our common like knowledge of like what an internet person is is like a a, a ratty kind of skinny, like outcast, like an antisocial right kind of hacker, but still kind of funny. Anyone who's on the internet like back in the nineties and early two thousands is skinny ha- as a hacker. Skinny. Is a hacker. He's like a super hacker, and they're kind of almost man children. They don't have a good diet. They just eat hot pockets and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's so a, he, this guy is pretty much the amalgamation of everything we think like people who are on the internet. It's were weird. Like back the FBI, then. yeah, the FBI, like, you know, there's a ticking clock on the earth ending. And for some <laughs> reason, the FBI is sitting there like, knock, 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 open the door, knock, knock, knock. And he's like destroying evidence of his, of his hacker crimes, which realistically would be like just 
um, in this day and age, when we know it would be it would be identity theft. Well, yeah, he, I guess. he'd be he'd be stealing identities. But for for us, we think it's like, oh, he's stealing the code for the secret of whatever. Maybe transferring like money and stuff. Yeah. Stealing too. Now it'd be like Bitcoin and shit. But uh, <laughs> like for some reason, for this ninety pound internet hacker, they need like a team of FBI agents with guns. <laughs> like realistically, you know what this guy is. You know he's not a threat. You're gonna send like two guys just kick in his door and drag him to the. For some reason, a parking structure. Yeah, that's weird. A parking structure, and then he's the only one sitting on a chair, too. It's like, I, I get you're going for, like, you're in a chair, you're beneath us, but realistically, just find a room that has to have a carpet and put a <laughs> mirror up on the side and say, that's a two-way mirror. Yeah, but anyway, this is the scene where they uh, they talk to him, but the scene that I, this is what I remember, is that he somehow is able to hack a Nokia phone or whatever, those bricks. Yeah, by blowing into a gum wrapper. Yeah, and then he's, he gives it to Aaron Eckhart or something, <laughs> and he's like, hey, you've got uh, free long distance forever. Whoa, I see no advances in cell phone technology ever. Because <laughs> realistically, I, I have no idea when the first, uh, when the first iPhone, I don't know. 2007. Two, okay, so... In four years, that I is... I like you know that off the top of your head. I like that, yeah. But yeah, in in four years, that is so out of date. Yep. <laughs> like, no, no, I can't get rid of this phone. I have free long distance. <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? That's on every plan now. You have free long distance and unlimited minutes. <laughs> and you get to play like a like shovel night on your phone. What you, but this was done with the gum wrapper. Yeah, like, listen, there's this little 90-pound dipshit that I wanted to punch. Um he blew in, yeah, into a gum wrapper, so I'm keeping this phone. Also, the battery life is phenomenal. <laughs> That's true. I haven't charged this since 2003, actually. That's true. Man. Oh, man. Uh, I, like, I like this. He's sitting there like, the only person who's as big as a douche as like um, famous scientist guy is this nerd who's like, I couldn't think as slow as you as I, if I tried. And it looked <laughs> like that guy was about to like fight this 90-pound teenager. <laughs> I, I did like that. Like, that. That was actually really good. So then, what, then what happens after okay, that? Um, where, where are we after this? Then they start the montage. Like they, they get the hacker kid to say, like, we need you to control the data because that's a thing that can happen now, I guess. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting that they got one hacker kid to control yeah, like, one, the flow. That's, that's all you internet. need is one dude. Not so I guess, I guess uh, um, they already probably had like, Print media covered because they because the government controls print media or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. But it was just the internet because it's like un unhinged right. and uncontrolled. And it's like no no one who saw like this weird phenomena is in print media. I guess. Okay, we're controlling the data. Fine, whatever. <laughs> My disbelief is so suspended right now. Oh, we missed the thing that the thing you you noticed. Uh, Aaron Eckhart, like he, before, like before they start the mon the science montage of building the machine. Uh -huh. And preparing for the the the, the downward journey, uh, like he has to brief his team, or the oh. whole like the whole team. And he's sitting there like I, I can't tie my tie <laughs> <laughs> because we we he's being put over as like kind of a guy who's not official. He's not in this world. Yeah, he's not. He never had to wear a tie. Yeah, you know? he's so. Funny. He's just like us. He's just like a. He's an everyman. Yeah, he's just an average Joe everyman who, who can predict the the fall of the world. And we they do that a lot. Like they did that in. Uh, and Interstellar, where like they didn't want to make him too, like out of reach, too like smart? too smart. So they made him like a farmer <laughs> with an accent. He's like, I'm just a farmer, but I know how to get to space. I can fly. <laughs> I can fly a ship and calculate, uh, you know, complex mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
but that's what they're trying to do. That's, they're trying yeah. to do this character, trying to make him kind of nerdy. Right. You can't he tie a tie. I've never tied a tie. And for some reason, like, there's a military man who talks to him before that who is in a uniform that involves a fucking tie. Yeah, but he but doesn't he tie does, He doesn't help. The woman helps so that they can have a romantic interest. So, yeah, she's tying a tie. They, like, have... It, it's really zoomed tight on them right yeah, now, right? too. Right? So, it's zoomed... It's, like, this really, like, intimate moment. She's, like, looking into his eyes and... You know, oh, she's like tying the, it and she's like, come on, guy. Like, come on, you got to get this right. Come yeah. on. It's like, you like know, nurturing. You're my buddy. So <laughs> the funniest part is it like zooms out and then it like cuts. I guess it he, wasn't like the next scene. It he, was like the, as the a camera pan. See, he just turns around and there's like 40 people in bleachers. Yeah. And it's not like they went behind around a wall, <laughs> a corner or anything. Like, it's not like they were backstage or anything. They were on stage. <laughs> Doing all this shit. Like, they all sat there and just watched him, like, fiddle with his top. <laughs> and by now, like, everyone had already sat down, and it was just them two. And then, like, all right. And then he walks up to, like, the table. All of a sudden, there's cameras. There's, like, people. There's this big briefing. <laughs> they can all see him the whole fucking time. Yeah, they're able to see this whole interaction the whole you time. Did, you didn't need a tie. This is an informal... This is a confab. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, you know, uh, why... why like, I guess they didn't really care that people were watching them. But. They were just trying to, like, <laughs> convey, like, oh, I'm out of my depth. I feel uncomfortable. There's no better way that they can convey, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. so, so lazy. And so I, I'd be sitting there, like, halfway through them doing that. It's like, you don't need a tie. You can just turn around. We know you're a scientist. There's a doctorate. <laughs> y- your name is Dr. Bloody Blah. <laughs> like, just, just fucking turn <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, that was a good scene. Let's see. We talked about the, uh, you can't be a leader until you lose. Um, a harbor scrubs the net of um, of info because people don't use that. Uh, I'm going through these notes here. Uh, oh, Rome has very conductive stone. Because as they're building this, like they interrupt the building of the, um, whatever, the, 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 the subterranean train. Oh, yeah. To like say, oh, that's a that's a lightning superstorm, and like Rome, like not only gets hit with lightning that makes the stone explode, but the it conducts the you see like the whole thing get like infused with lightning. Like limestone is like somehow like made of like aluminum. <laughs> yeah, did you did you do you remember that part? Yes. Yeah, that's where the where the government guy or something is like, yeah, it looks like Rome isn't faring too well right now. Wait, how do you know that? Like, And then they zoom down to like Rome and it's like, you know, it's a nice sunny day. Everyone's chilling. Yeah, what are you basing that on? Like then they have like, whoa. <laughs> and then it zooms back out and they're like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't look too good. <laughs> oh. oh, so after that, like they finish like the whole thing where they build the, um, the what they call that? That No, nah, I don't care. This, we'll call it the underground train. Uh, they, the, the the underground train. Yeah, they show up at the Marianas Trench. Like they've they've transported the 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 the, the vehicle. Oh, it's basically it, the it's drill. A tra- it's a, yeah, it's a train. Well, it, the, but it's not a drill because it has that laser thing. Well, it's like they call it a drill. It, I guess they. It's do. technically like a drill that if it you know it's going straight down. But right? the thing looks a lot like a train. It does look like a train. <laughs> that goes down. It's like when they it's when segmented they, like a train. Yeah, they go to the Marianas Trench. There's a, like a uh, like a deep sea oil <coughs> oil drilling facility that has like a rail, and they they say, okay, listen, I saved this bottle of nice wine for before for this for this moment, and then they all take a swig off wine before they go to save the world. Yeah, that was a good scene. 
it was nice, and it, but it also you sitting there like, uh, why are you drinking right before a meal? Toasted. Huh? Well, they probably all have uh, good tolerance. I'm sure they're all alcohol- I, I'm sh- I'm sure. alcoholics. Already. They're not like you, where you take like a sip of like beer and you're like, ah, fucking. It's not that bad. Okay, it's not that bad, but and it's in the neighborhood. The facility that they use that they launched this drill from mm-hmm. looks kind of pretty similar to the facility from the movie Contact. It does. Kind of has that same feel to it. I like to think this is in the same universe. <laughs> the same universe as, as Contact. this and um oh god what else? Okay. Armageddon. Oh, Armageddon. Yes. Yeah, so it's the same <laughs> facility. Who cares? It's it's generic like, you know, contr- mission control. But it's like futuristic. We kind of have to suspend our disbelief that we would even have stuff like this. Yeah. There's a lot of films that like make really futuristic looking facilities that like Probably we don't have anywhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, what, what but maybe like, we do. I don't know. Who knows? Well, what I really like is that um, for some reason, the hacker guy needs a station in that room. Like his, his sphere of responsibility is literally everywhere else. <laughs> like his job is to keep it information off the Internet, but he needs to be in, the, in mission control. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I have no fucking clue why they said, oh, yeah, set, set him up in there so we can... It, well, we know why. It's so the movie can happen. Yeah, so we can have that actor show his face and everything. And also so later story beats can happen. It would have been interesting to have him... Uh, yeah, true for the story boots, but it would have been interesting to have him somewhere else. Because from here on out, the movie, whole entire movie takes place just in the mission control and in the core of the Earth. Yeah, it's... <laughs> So all the other stuff of like going around and like space shuttles and flying around and going to different parts of the world. Yeah, you mentioned that like this is like like two different movies. There's like the Earth stuff and like her in her spaceship, like like with the the the, the pilot chick in her spaceship story. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time for them to finally all meet. They together. crammed. Yeah, they they wham together at a certain point. Like you are the you did a really good job. So you NASA pilot, we've chosen you to drill into the Earth. Like wait, what? <laughs> You can fly up, so you can probably fly and down, flying right? Down. Listen, you're going with gravity way easier. <laughs> you think they'd have something a little bit closer to, like, drill so, it? Like some a sort of geologist? Train? Or someone, like, maybe like a train conductors or someone who drives kind of more of those vehicles, subterranean vehicles versus, like, flying. I guess, I guess they figured, uh, you know... They need someone to, to fly if they're going straight I, down. I, I guess. But well, it actually does come in handy later <laughs> because there's like those pockets. Oh, yeah. There's, there, there are pockets. Well, well, before we do that, yeah. um, when they drop, they, they literally just drop this, this drill train into the water. There's no like track leading down into the Marianas Trench. They just say, okay, like release, and they just fall into the ocean. Yeah. And like the whole thing starts spinning, and there's and, and they have and the then they have like a little fuck up where it's like, oh no, we got to get the drill to start apparently turn the, on, and yeah, it turns on at the last second. Yeah, apparently the Marianas Trench is full of uh, seismic activity. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it is? In general, it is. It really? Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, that's the one science thing they got right. Uh, well, allow me. Oh, listen, I'm not. So the douchebag, the douchebag sure. scientist was like, yeah, I forgot to tell you guys, there's a lot of seismic activity. Yeah, you think you'd <laughs> like. You think you'd cover that? Like, listen, there's probably going to be a lot of seismic activity at the thin. La- listen, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I feel like the other guy would have known this too. Yeah, it's like uh, yes, uh, like because the guy who knew like all about the Earth and could like describe it didn't know the about beach. the chariot, Mariana's no. trench. Nope, nothing. But uh, anyway, they get they get through the Earth. Yeah, the end there, and apparently they can get like a signal through miles of Earth. Yeah, so that's like the miracle of this it's movie like, too. That's, that's the weird thing. Where it's like, oh yeah, they're they're seven hundred miles down, and we're still getting a signal. They have yeah mission control. Like it's almost like a, it's like a spaceship. 
Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, so yeah, the oh. Mariana Trench had fuels volcanoes and quakes. Wow. So that, it's pretty. Uh, listen, I'm not pretty s- intense. Wow. I listen. I'm not saying like I didn't disbelieve you. I'm just surprised they got something right. Like, there's a thing called the Earth, and that's what I thought they got right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, depiction of under... Oh, yeah, the depiction of the underground is really weird. Like, they had to, like... You mentioned this, too. Like, like when, when they're depicting, like, this uh, train going through the, through, through the Earth and the mantle and all that shit, like, they have to cut away and show it, like, going into the distance. But, you know, there's, like, a shitload of rock there. Yeah, that's it's kind of weird. They have to almost make it seem like it's like the mantle of the earth is kind of clear, like liquid, like water. It's like yeah, it, it, so they're kind of like showing it. <laughs> it. It's what I think is like it's kind of like what hell would look like in a '90s movie. Yeah, so they're kind of showing. Basically, imagine a hot lava was clear, and that's how they have to depict it. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. At a certain point, like... This like, the ship is, like, just floating in clear kind of liquid magma. Yeah, it's it's so weird. And, like, the idea, like, when they when they start, like, going in there, it's like, hey, what's that there on the screen? It's like, oh, I didn't teach it how to, like, interpret empty space. And, like, oh, no, something bad's... And they crash into what is a giant geode. Yeah, so they're, like, yeah, they're falling. They're actually falling... Right, right. At a certain point, they punch through the geode. And, and there's then, nothing to, like, hold them up, right? Yeah, so they just kind of... They fall into, fall. like, all these crystals. And the unobtainium is so strong, obviously, that it holds <laughs> up. But they're stuck, kind of. They have to cut through a geode crystal. And this geode crystal is the size of the goddamn Grand Canyon. And, like, this is both, like, an interesting idea and also incredibly stupid. Yeah, so they zoom out, and um, it's kind of dark, so that they kind of have to, like, fudge the idea that it's big. So it's kind of like you're seeing them on the, the top part, right? Which is yeah. just all the purple kind of crystals. Mm-hmm. And then below, the canyon is just uh, more, black. Yeah, and th- well, there's a little more. They like fan out and they kind of bring up the lights a little bit. But the CGI wasn't as good back then. So it looks just like twinkling yeah, kind of like, lights. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, like space stars, kind of. yeah. And then the, the, the immediately, like, the lava starts pouring in. Yeah, because And then it slows down just about, like, three feet from it. It's like, okay, we have ten minutes now that it's, like, three feet from us. <laughs> yeah. And, um, like, senior, like, there's, like, they have two NASA people from that shuttle that crashed. And, uh, like, the, the old hand who, like, landed the shuttle and the, the young chick. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the old guy who was sitting there, like, um, like helping out, he catches just, like, a, a, like a pebble to the head and just falls. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's kind of comical. Just... Yeah, and then he dies. He falls uh-huh. right in the lava fire death. Yeah, death immediately. And um, Aaron Eckhart has to help um, the black dude um, cut through the crystal with a very convenient like air hose. Like I need more air for this laser for some reason. Yeah. And he like and he uses his Aaron Eckhart uses his like own uh, breathing apparatus. apparatus. His suit apparently yeah that's the same link between his suit and his his helmet and his suit and the the laser. Yeah. Very convenient, but uh, whatever. It, 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 it has some tension, and if you're not thinking... If you're drunk like I was, <laughs> it's kind of uh, cool, I guess. Yeah, you know, all of those hook up together, right? All hoses. All air hoses. All hoses of- are compatible. <laughs> Your garden hose, um, the hose that connects, like, a fire hydrant to a fire truck, all compatible. Whatever. Who cares? Jesus. So the astronaut, you know, he, he dies. <clears throat> but... um. 
uh, who's Hillary Swank's character is like, oh, that was so brave. I've never seen anything that brave in my oh, life. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, wait, didn't you land a space shuttle on the LA River avoiding mass casualties? Like, your shuttle could have plowed through a residential area, right? Yeah. It's like, no, no, but you landed in a, a fine, whatever, bravest thing. Okay. I think it was funny how when the astronaut dies, yeah. When, he, when like it hits him on the head and like he falls into the lake of lava, his feet are sticking. Like up. all of the kind of like shaking stops because like it finally killed someone. Yeah, it has. To, <laughs> you have to have that moment of like, <gasps> its hunger was satiated temporarily. <laughs> and then they had to have that moment, and then it all started up again because they had to like get out of there. Yeah. It's like all right, the drills. We got the drill going. Let's get out of here. It's like, well, that was a really weird dramatic timing, right? <laughs> no, no, we got to go right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, after they get going. Um, again, they, they drill through it. They cut the diamond that was blocking the laser from spinning. And uh, at a certain point, they like, uh, like what, 15 hours goes by at a certain point. Like, they just go like, and 15 hours. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, we found some uh, diamonds. What? Uh, yeah, they're diamonds that are the size of buildings. Huh? <laughs> Mind that shit, bitch. Yeah, seriously, what the fuck? They're just floating in lava? Is that how that works? Diamonds are floating in lava out there. Okay. okay. Ge- geodes. <laughs> uh, I see. I mean, that actually kind of sort of makes sense. There's probably like massive diamonds that are pretty far beneath the Earth's crust. I'm I'm sure it's, it's just. Do diamonds turn into liquid and then get heated up, or are they always just hard? Okay, that's that's what you, Sam. Could you look that up? At what di- uh, At what temperature do diamonds melt? Because we'll, we'll keep going. Um, Space chick, this is when she gets her first loss because she like avoids the diamonds for the most part, but the very last one clips the um oh yeah the thing when they were like working on the nukes. So the melting point of diamond is forty two hundred Kelvin, which is much higher than the temperature of lava. Okay, they got two things right. Wow. But <laughs> atmospheric pressure, you oh, have at- to have atmospheric pressure, which wait. I don't know. Well, okay, Never while mind. you look that up, okay, so who knows like. They're, they're pulling science out of their butt. And uh, for this one, let's say they got it right. Let's say they got it kind of right. So then the, the French guy, he's like the weapons expert, right? He's yeah, the one they who's never de- really say, like, why was nuke. he, like, if he's the weapons expert, why they call him in to look at the corpses? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, was this killed by a weapon? Like, does it look like he, he, the guy just dropped dead? Yeah, I guess they figured that it might be uh, an attack. Or it something. might be, what, fine, whatever. It's like, I don't know what French people know about weapons. They spend most of their time surrendering anyway. Uh, oh, shots fired. Burn. <laughs> so, yeah, they clip it, and then they're like, the Frenchman, like, saves, like, he saves some component of the nukes, I guess, and they're, like, trying to say, like, you need to to not kill the Frenchman. It's like, you need to drop the, the end trail, like, one co- one exposed compartment sacrifice, or, like, risks the whole ship. Yeah, because they were in the, the compartment. That was uh, sliced, right? Yeah. By the diamond or They whatever. got out. He, Frenchie, for some reason, he had to go back and find his notebook with some drawings in it. Yeah. And then so they closed it. He was asking her. To, there was plenty of time for her to open it up and then get him back out. Yeah. It was but the, the douchebag guy was like. You, you can't. Who was that? Who plays the douchebag guy? Uh, what's it? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah Could you IMDB that, please? The guy from uh, Hunger Games. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. He was the host from Hunger Games. What was his name? Was like an Italian name or something? I have no fucking clue. The host from Hunger Games? Yeah, yeah, he was one. Yeah, he was one for the for the show. Okay, well, while you do that, um, well, he was like, "No, you can't, you can't open it," and then like you know, she listens to him. 
Stanley I mean, Tucci. Stanley Tucci. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like you, you. can't. Okay, yeah, you're right. He was in Hunger Games. You you can't that. open the thing. It will sacrifice the whole ship. And for some reason, Aaron Eckhart thinks this is the good time to sh- to show like it's like you killed him. And here's a picture of a drawing his kid made. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, she is piloting a ship to the center of the earth. Is now the time to show her that? It's like, you need to feel bad now. And there was a very, there was like an over, I don't know, it was like an overacted kind of scene with Aaron Eckhart when, when the, um, the hatch was closing. Oh yeah. No. And he's like, no, nah. I would like to watch that scene again. And then, um, there's a great camera because the whole, the whole compartment like crumpling around him. If anyone gets anything out of this movie. Try to see if you can find that clip on YouTube. That's, good, that's, that, that's really good. <laughs> because I don't know if that was good acting or bad acting. It was kind of like in the, in the middle where it was like... How much do you like Aaron Eckhart? That's the question for that. Yeah. I guess I guess that's how you would react if, if, if a guy was dying. I, I guess. If he was going to well, die. We've seen Tiger King. The reaction can range from no to hands on the cheeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> call back. Yeah. Jesus. So you, who, who knows? Honestly, that's, that's true. That's true. Well, I love it because like the whole thing, like the camera is really good in that thing because like the compartments are like crunching like a beer can, and you just see like the French, Russian, German guy like suddenly die with a beam across his face. Yeah. It was it was so weird. And at this point, we checked the thing, and there's still like what it feels like an hour of the movie left. Yeah. It is so goddamn long. Um, it, was, we, it was a two-hour movie, and I feel like there was... I think we were only, like, um, 50 minutes in <laughs> at this point. <laughs> it felt like, like... We look at the thing, it's like, oh, yeah, look, wow, 10 minutes? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, there's some more watered-down science metaphors as they figure out, like, oh, look, um, looks like the core is way less dense than we thought. And they kind of pay lip service to this earlier when they're sitting there like, hey, wait, um... Like, what if the core is made of this? And what if the core is like, like a writ or famous science guy is like, and what if the core is made of cheese? That's the best guess we have. It's like, you don't have a backup plan then? Like, nope. <laughs> well, that's kind of a, I think that might be slight uh, nod to when we were uh, trying to land on the moon during the Apollo mission. They didn't really know uh, if the moon would have a good enough surface to land like the lunar module. So they kind of just yeah. took a guess. It's like, well, just take a guess. It's their but best guess. I don't think anyone said, what if the moon's made of cheese? <laughs> it was, the, wow. it was pretty like, it's pretty ham fisted. Like here, this guy is a dick. Have we conveyed <laughs> that enough? My fist is made of ham. <clears throat> so, um, at this, at this point, um, they, they show like some more disaster. They, they mount the tension by having solar rays cook the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, so I guess it does go back out into it, the world. A little bit. But there's no characters out there, just for people to yeah, die. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, this Oh, there is that one guy in the bridge. Well, the right? thing, well yeah, <laughs> before we get to that, the, thing, the point of that was, wasn't about like people dying. Like Back in that time, the, the, the era this movie actually came from was pre-9-11, so it was just all about spectacle. Uh-huh. What do you mean pre-9-11? Like, uh, this movie was made pre-9-11. Like, the movies that were in the production pipeline... Like these things, like that, were already like greenlit. It came out in two thousand three. It came out in two thousand three. Came out in two thousand three, but I don't think it was made pre. I well, uh, I think it was. It was. We have to look at when it was greenlit and when filming started. When did principal product or when did principal photography start? Because 
once you've like greenlit a bunch of stuff, you're kind of in go position. Mm. So that's the question, because like, like so they were filming post nine eleven. So yeah, they they oh. were they were they greenlit it, probably pre nine eleven, and they didn't know like what the effect would have. So like this is sort of that thing where like they had a lot of inertia behind this thing. Yeah, but a lot of movies changed. That I guess. Were their stories and their yeah like spider-man changed like that that scene where they they got the the catching the spider or catching the helicopter in the spider web between the twin towers yeah so, so there's really no excuse i think yeah there's no there's no, no excuse but let's be honest the, these are people who are interested in money and they hope that this would pay off they were saying like no 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 like we still have a taste for giant disaster movies right and we were like mm-mm, mm-mm, nope nope hard pass hard pass <laughs> It was one of the last ones. That was, yeah. yeah. Uh, l- l- again, watch Lindsay Ellis's review on this. Like, this is the sort of thing that was like a holdover. I'll say. Like, how about that? It was like they they made the poor choice to keep going with this movie. Um. But yeah. But you were talking about the guy in the car. Like for some reason. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well. Uh, the. The. Deadly laser from the sky. <laughs> well, that, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Starts like cutting through everything. It starts like boiling fish. Yeah, fish like it's very localized it bubbles too. Bubbles the water. Like I guess the science here is that if there's a hole in our electromagnetic magnetic field, right, the light will come straight through the hole and it won't like disperse or anything. It'll come out like like a laser. Yeah, for <laughs> it'll some come down reason. like a laser, like a and beam it, from heaven, like God's wrath incarnate, yeah. and and everything that it touches. Uh, will boil, but nothing around it. Everything around it's, the it's laser fine. is good. Absolutely fine. But just everything that it touches Even if directly. you're in a car under the beam of, of heavenly fury, yeah. like if your arm's in the sun, like, ha! But if you're in the car, oh, fine. Yeah, so he wasn't feeling any heat being in the car. But, you know, the bridge was starting to melt. The, the metal, it was starting to melt the steel that was holding the bridge together. It was melting the... The, the tires yeah. of the cars. It was melting everything that wasn't inside of something. So if, I guess if you're inside, you were protected. So this guy was, I guess, protected from all the smelting. So he could watch like the Golden Gate Bridge like crack in half as like the, the, the strut or the, uh, the wires, the suspension wires, like snap from the heat somehow. Yeah, so that he can, he can die uh, a falling death instead of a burning yeah, death. Yeah, God says there, you die last. <laughs> like, I'm at, wh- why i don't like tax accountants like oh okay so <laughs> and uh, this is the point at which the government says like um general special forces army ranger guy says okay time to fire up destiny because uh, the science guy says no we need to use destiny to um to fix the problem somehow yeah because it, did we uh we went over well uh we went over the fact that they found out that they didn't have enough payload. Yeah, they like the the core was too um was too light. That's so yeah, we we skipped that. The core was too light, so the nukes they brought weren't going to be like heavy enough. <laughs> yeah. If you just blow them all up at once. That's interesting. And then they find out a new way with with science jargon. Like a whole bunch, uh, like more, like three more science metaphors like oh, if you if you do a wave, like p- ripples in a pond and all this other <laughs> shit. I know. <laughs> You have to do it in series. And then they ask, like, hacker guy through some weird hacker means to to hack Destiny and slow it down. Because they wanted to do it their way. They have to do it their way. That doesn't, like, apparently the the Destiny way wouldn't work. 
They have no means to know this, but okay, whatever. Oh, and I like it. Um, like, like, um, uh, what was it? Um, uh, celebrity science guy starts freaking out, and the black dude just punches him right in the face. Yeah, that was and I was thinking, thing. like, wh- what if he died from that punch? <laughs> like, he just <laughs> had subdermal hematoma, and then they d- they can't solve the problem. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? I was like, okay, th- listen, we um we had to knock him out to 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 stop him from freaking out. Like, re- really? Yeah, and also he's dead now, huh? That was one of those things where it was just kind of like a movie That's thing. It was like a cathartic thing for. You know, he deserved. You were waiting for him to get viewer. punched. Yeah. yeah, it's like you were wondering. Like that was one of the things you were thinking. Like, okay, this guy's gonna get punched at some point. Yeah. Um, Not knowing that he's probably actually a very essential part of the science, you know, team. So and yeah, the mission that they're on. Yeah, he he has the redemption arc. What I like is like hacker guy. He hacks the thing, and general guy. He kind of realizes. Oh wait, I think this guy's doing something. And when he comes around to the screen, he's playing like a pong, like old school pong. Like he sits there, he looks over, like he like bends his head back with a sucker in his mouth, like, "Can I help you with something, General?" <laughs> and the, the only thing I wanted to see was just this. I didn't need to see it like actually happen. I just wanted to see them cut to like the screen with Pong being played, and then just a single gunshot and brain matter hits the screen. Because <laughs> that kid was so fucking punchable. <laughs> But he was the, he was the hero. Didn't he get like cyberbullied or something after this movie, or like he got uh, some, he deserved something, it. Happened, Listen, something we, happened to him or something like that after this the filming of this? We should look that up later. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I heard. So yeah, he buys them time, and they figure out that. Listen, you just need to blow up the things in series, the the nukes around the core, and that'll restart the core. Okay, fine, whatever. And uh, they start like like locking off segments of the ship, dropping off like segments of a lizard, lizard's tail. Yeah, and they're um, they're putting like a nuke in each one of these segments, yeah. right? So they can blow up in series. And at some point, they're sitting there like they're talking about the science. They're they're doing more science talk, and it's like, oh, did you remember about my um my my resonance like scanner things like variants? And like, wait, oh, we didn't. We have to go back and deal with this one nuke. Run <laughs> back up, and then they get like a they get jostled, and like Aaron Eckhart gets pinned by a nuke. And they're like, go, oh, you have to go. But then the, the then they get jostled again, and the other science guy gets, like, or celebrity science guy gets pinned by the nuke. Yeah. And then he's like, you go now. And like, okay, just pick one. Well, actually, oh. it wasn't, uh, Aaron Hickart wasn't saying, uh, I don't, as I recall, it wasn't him that said go. It was the celebrity science guy saying, I have to leave you here. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I have to. <laughs> but realistically, at that point, yeah. Like, apparently, have nukes, to go. apparently the nukes they brought weigh like a ton. Okay, whatever. But then it rolls to him and like then pins Aaron, his yeah his his ankle under there. Then Aaron Eckhart's like, "I'm gonna save." He's like, "No, just go." Just go. Uh, this is his redemption arc. Yeah. Uh, let's um, let me take a look here. Uh, oh yeah, they use for some reason they have to use fuel from the reactor to make the last nuke. They didn't calculate again. They didn't <coughs> calculate it right. They need to use fuel from the experimental reactor in the train to make the last nuke bigger because that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. And they were able to figure it out. Yeah, they, they figured it out, dropped the last nuke, and they're like, okay, we're just going to die. And then they, they science up some other way to, like, ride the nuke wave out of there. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they figure out, like, oh, yeah, like, something we may have mentioned earlier or not, um, the pressure makes electricity, and you can go kind of slow on this. Like, fine, whatever. Yeah, and then they were able to... They rode the blast wave out of there with minimal power. And apparently through all these tubes, like the earth is hollow and <laughs> y- there's no dead ends. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> they can't use the laser at this point, and they just ride all the way to the oceans, like the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, and um, apparently that took like uh, 16 hours or something. Like that woman was a, was awake for like three days. <laughs> like seriously, like she didn't like wake up, have a cup of coffee, and then immediately hop into the train. She See, was probably awake for like uh, the day before that too. What's unclear is did they have to? Was there ever a, a moment during like the, you know the 16 hours where she could just put it on autopilot? Or did she have to be awake and at the helm like the whole time? I have no... That's kind of unclear. No, goddamn. I'm, I'm guessing she just spent 16 would, hours driving a boat. That basically. would be one of those things in Screen Rant where it's like, so she was up for 20 hours uh, piloting the drill? And yeah, it's like, like, unclear. Unclear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to request that from Screen Rant. That'd be, <laughs> the core is a great one for that. Yeah, it's so full of bullshit. Um and then they they realize okay they somehow like we have enough power to ping the sonar once or for some reason they have sonar fine whatever uh, we're coming to the end of it finally it's like at this point I'm like I've been watching this movie for like a day and a half <laughs> I know and it's finally ending he isn't, he ends up using whales or something yeah because right? yeah on the way down they're like oh yeah our resonance tubes which we've just mentioning now are singing to them the whales aren't singing to us and uh, then they um, say oh we can. We can lightly ping the resonance, and like the whole Pacific fleet apparently is like searching the entire Pacific Ocean, which is the size of Asia twice, <laughs> or three times three, almost. Like seriously, I've no, like it's, it's it's huge, a massive amount of ocean. And they're like, oh, let's go to where these whales are singing. That's probably them. Oh yeah, nerd guy as now. Yeah, the hacker guy is on the bridge of a carrier now. <laughs> what is he doing there? He, seriously, he would say, hey, can I go on the carrier? And they'd say, fuck you, no. That's a top secret fucking, like, that's a high-level military asset. You're not just standing on it. Yeah, and then there's a scene where um, they're talking to him, and then, like, he think he remembers something, and then he's, like, waving them down. Oh, yeah, it's the whales! It's the whales! <laughs> like, he wasn't there for that conversation either. Yeah, I know. Like, I love this. I, oh, yeah, when they restart the core, uh, it reminds me of, like, science stuff they have no idea to... They, they, have, they have no way of knowing. It's like they have real-time pictures of the Earth's core spinning back up. It's like, it look, looks like it's spinning. It's like, wait, how do you know? How, like, you like, th- like three months ago, you had no idea exactly what was down there, and now you have real-time images of the magnetic <laughs> flow of the fucking core of the Earth? Yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah. So the movie can happen. Oh, fine. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, four hours later. Oh yeah, the Earth burps them up. The Navy. Oh yeah. Uh, at first, I thought they were gonna do like one last wrong thing, where they're like eight hundred feet down, and they're like sending divers like in scuba gear down to pick them up, and then realize, oh thank God, they had a wire. Oh, it's like I couldn't take one more like wildly wrong <laughs> thing. There's actually a whole ass article. How, about I, all of the science that was just trash. I hope so. If you want to hear some of it. Okay, listen, let me, let me, let me get the last bit of this. Um, they save the world, and then they have Hacker Guy um, like release the data on Destiny. Because um, you're like, the world you know, has to know. It's like a lot of people died down here, and no one will ever know why. It's like, well, now, it, now they will. Now, so then that's the whole, that's the real purpose for the Hacker Guy, is Ooh. to let the whole world know. Okay, well. And then the, the, but the last line was kind of dumb. What it was, was it? Like, it was a. Uh, what was it? It's like world, world, meet, meet destiny. destiny. Oh, fuck destiny you. Meet world. I really at that point. That was I, destiny meet world. That's, world that's, meet destiny. That's when I really wanted the general to show. And then and then really <laughs> I want to see him get shot in the head. OK, well, give, give me some Sam. 
give me give me some sweet delicious bad science okay so so the background of the movie is that the core of the earth has stopped rotating which will cause our magnetic field to dissolve within a year except that it would happen instantaneously ah. um so in the then according to this actual physicists, the conventional belief is that we wouldn't exist without the magnetic field's protection bubble. So basically we lose our magnetic field and we probably all die. Yeah. Um, the EMP that was supposed to start earthquakes in the core, allegedly in the movie, is what caused the core to stop rotating. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the physicist says it'd be more accurate for them to say it's like how a small fan can dissolve a thunderstorm. Uh. Which it can't, which is why the little tiny EMP device would not be able to stop our magnetic field. I was thinking, like, uh, the waves they'd have to make would be so massive, you'd kill everyone with cancer from the electromagnetic <laughs> field you're making. Yeah. Everyone on the planet. Um, the effects of the loss of the magnetic field, it would be realistic that there was aurora borealis in lower latitudes, but the pigeons falling out of the sky was just kind of ridiculous because pigeons can fly without. Magnetic fields? They have these things called eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the ability to send and receive messages from the Earth's core to the surface without significant delay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. No. Hey, we got like, something right. You, said, imagine you're in a crowded gym with no cell service and you need to get a message to your friend all the way on the other side. And you can't play telephone with the people because they represent the rocks. Anything you send the message on that's going to go through the, all those people, say a bullet, is also going to go through your friend. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, the hole in the magnetic field that appears over San Francisco, and then microwave radiation melting the bridge. Um, he's like, you don't really need to be a physicist to know the scene is preposterous. Oh yeah, why? <laughs> insane. It's pure spectacle. And then since the magnetic field would just disappear all at once, there wouldn't be like a, a hole. hole. Yeah. So he it. says... He compares it to a whirlpool rather than a bubble, and there wouldn't even be any microwave radiation under the circumstances. A magnetic field cannot stop microwave radiation in the same way water can't stop waves. Um, Jeez. But there would be high-energy ions coming through if this magic hole would exist, but they would mostly just interact with the upper atmosphere, basically aurora borealis, or aurora australis, depending yeah. on what part of the world you're in. Um, the metal in the Golden Gate Bridge would last way longer than the dinky roof of your car. Boom. Obviously. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, he says it's pretty, but the scene where they find a geode filled with amethyst crystals thousands of miles below the Earth's surface was the dumbest part of the movie in his so opinion. Dumb. Really? He's like, I'd liken this to a hollow eggshell staying intact with a rhino laying on it. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause, well, like, they, they said like some dumb thing like oh it's it's wrapped in tungsten like what what yeah uh, and then at the end oh the bubble yeah at the end when the scientists somehow managed to outrun the nuclear blast because their <laughs> ship can convert heat into energy that just like that says fuck you to thermodynamics <laughs> yeah well yeah like the second law of thermodynamics it's just like fuck you because you can't turn heat into energy yeah it's so weird like well that's why they call it uh, that's that's like the the macguffin of the movie is the unobtainium where it's like oh yeah it's unobtainium you can't obtain any knowledge of what it actually does so fuck <laughs> it 
Yeah. Eat a dick, physics. And then he has he has um, an opinion about the hacker. Oh yeah. And he said, <laughs> <laughs> I love this. He says, "What the heck was with that guy? They had him in the beginning, like he had a huge role, and then disappeared until the end when they had him do something completely unrelated to what his role was supposed to yes. be." Yes. It's like someone in the production had a really cool idea for a character after the movie was written and they wanted to be nice. So they just threw him in during the filming and the casting director owed the makeup guy a favor. So he let his nephew with no acting experience. Play the part. <laughs> I love this guy. This guy is great. He made a good movie critic. <laughs> <We're sitting. laughs> and he, his comments on a scene in which the two brightest minds in physics are trying to find the correct placement for the nuclear bomb. He says, I distinctly remember Aaron Eckhart's character saying, okay, torque equals R cross F, but you have to integrate over volume. What's the bulk modulus of liquid yeah, that, iron? That was yeah, the other. Like they said, just had him say barely relevant physics things. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the sign. Yeah. This was the thing. It was so heavy with weird science things. Like they're sitting there like bulk uh, X-ray um, E equals MC. Uh, the, it was either, it was either stuff that we couldn't understand at all or, have or a stuff vague or stuff that was like so dumbed down that we easily could understand it. Yeah, it's like, e, yeah, equals MC squared. Yeah, totally. Energy, matter. So this is his comparison. Let's say two literature professors found a collection of undiscovered Shakespeare plays or sonnets or whatever in a treasure chest somewhere and had to go through them and try to connect details about his personal life and why they were never released in his time. Then you say, okay, so rhyme scheme is the pattern of rhyming for a poem, but each poem has different words. What's literary illusion again? <laughs> so uh, thank you to... Yeah, give this man credit. John Ortberg. John Ortberg, you are now our, our hero. Okay, um, look, that was the weird... Yeah, the, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but long story short, they, 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 they bitch slap science around. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> um... This is this is the importance of actually having a scientific advisor on a film about science. As opposed to someone who just saw a couple episodes of Nova and said, I got this. <laughs> I got this. Hey, we shouldn't make a movie that requires a lot of scientific knowledge. Or but then, not use <laughs> then not use any of it. Yeah. Like, Listen, I watched Shark Week three years ago. I think I know. <laughs> it's just sad. Okay, look, I, what I'm thinking is... Next episode, we do some bullshitting, and uh, the episode after that, we do another review. I'm thinking we find, like, the dumbest... Look up some lists on the dumbest episode of... Uh, what do you want to do? Um, Star Trek or Next Gen or Voyager? Those are pretty... Those can be pretty bad sometimes. I think we should review the bidet. No, we're not reviewing... We can't yeah. do a bidet episode. No, no. Well. Okay, bidet yeah. episode would be a bullshit episode. <laughs> no, that's a review episode. What the fuck? <laughs> review the bidet. Pull. Okay, listen. I mean... What part of having a built-in enema machine Wait, it goes, do you not understand? It goes into my butt? If you sit in a certain position. Well, I mean, just that think being said. <laughs> how you know? powerful is this bidet? It's amazing. We'll find out. Okay, next, uh, and our uh, viewers will find out. In a later episode of the Transmit Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Spike. I'm Victor. <laughs> I'm Samantha. We'll see you next time.